Hey, sex monkeys. It's Sandra. That's right. And guess what I'm going to talk to you about right now? A place where you can buy lots of sex toys. Mm-hmm. AdamandEve.com are fantastic for supporting this podcast. Dude, you should totally use the promo code SEXNERD at checkout. Dude, you're going to get free shipping, uh, 50% off almost anything in the store. You're going to get, ooh, three free DVDs and a super secret gift. Who knows what you're going to get? Ah, so I recently requested from them that they send me a whole bunch of toys for me to check out so I can tell you firsthand about the coolness that they've got on their site. So there's a shipment coming my way and I cannot wait to rip it open and see what kind of neat stuff they sent me. So in the meantime, enjoy adamandeve.com because they support this podcast week after week and I appreciate that so much. Uh, And use that promo code SEXNERD so that you can score some sweet merch. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello. Hello. What if I record the whole episode like this? (laughs) Hello. People will still masturbate to your voice. (laughs) I wonder how frequently that happens still. (laughs) I think it more just inspires a tingly feeling in people's genitals, and <laughs> right. then they move on from there. Right. I uh, the uh, very uh, um, not embarrassing. What's the word? Um, a thing that made me blush. I don't know what the term for that is. I guess embarrassing. Yeah, shame, thing. bashful. No, ba- shame, shame. <laughs> yeah, I, I had shame happen in New York. Uh, um, with, uh, now I feel immodest saying this, but you, you, it's your fault. You what said, did I do? you said how many people here have a crush on Dave Ross and like a bunch of people clapped, uh, mostly girls, some men and I <laughs> couldn't deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with that. I think they were being nice. See, that's my uh, way of, uh, when I feel uncomfortable, just pushing everyone's attention on you. Yeah. Fuck and- you. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I like attention where I talk and no one else. I don't like the feedback, especially <laughs> positive feedback, except in the form of clapping, laughter, the occasional groan, and maybe an aw. Uh, <laughs> um, but the crowd literally saying "I like you" was far too much for me to be able to handle. Oh, I was man. just like, a, you know, so proud. <laughs> and it was and it was our first time being on the road and it was just so cute and like It was cool. Everyone it was, cool was amazing show. showing up in New York City. And it was cold. It was also it also made me afraid a little bit because you said that in the midst of talking about a gangbang. Uh just <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how to go, gonna, My gangbang announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really too bad that we can't uh, use any of the audio from that New York show. That is really, really yeah. horrible. That was a really great show. That was the – well, okay. Uh, hey, guys. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this week's episode of the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast, uh, which wait. is brought to you by failure and bad equipment. <laughs> and AdamandEve.com. And AdamandEve.com. Uh, promo code. Oh, no. <laughs> Sex Nerd. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but, okay, so oopsie. Uh, yeah, the audio is awful. It's garbage. On the New York City. Do you want to? Why don't we like insert a clip? Here, a ten-second. Because I would so be embarrassed know. at how bad it's. So it's like distant. It's. I think I just hit something wrong. I really clearly. I need more tech lessons from Katie and Monica. Um, <laughs> or we could. We could bring them. We could bring them uh, next time. Yes. Did we think of that? Did we even think of that? You know, because I was having such a hard time with venues, this the equipment was rented from a place. They helped set it up, but they it just we didn't have an in-house sound person. Yeah. Anyway, so um but Jenny Campbell, a local documentary student, came and videotaped the whole thing. She mm-hmm. only had mic'd me, so I don't know how much that picked up, but um She's editing together the video, so people will at least get to see our smiling faces and nice. uh, equivalent audio. It couldn't be sure. any worse than the audio that was picked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, so bad. Even like w- during the show, the uh, man, the the amp kept popping. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Not only that, but I, but like the amp kept popping and. And no one would let it go. Like everyone would, including the audience and you. <laughs> I was so And what's her name was just like, what's happening? I was like, shut up. Just do the show. God damn it. But it kept happening. <laughs> How can you ignore that? You can ignore anything. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> but it like triggers some people's just sort of like animalistic. I <laughs> Maybe I guess maybe stand-up comedy has just trained me to be like, would that guy yell? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm just going to keep talking. So we all witnessed you being a ninja oh, when it comes me. to uh, <laughs> concentration with tech failure because the rest of us were like. <laughs> I don't know if I was being a ninja, but I was certainly irritated. I was like, everybody <laughs> fucking move on. Like, please. Well, <laughs> I mean, we. Okay. So that happened. Um, but I don't know. You, New York was hilarious. You and oh, I and such a good show. You and I, well, Tawana Hines and Francisco Ramirez came out, uh, two local sex educators, and they were fantastic, and I appreciate them, and I want to have them back on the show, and they were just fantastic. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. My my best friend from high school came to the show. I didn't see oh, yeah. him in a long time. It was so good to see him. Uh, and uh, and he, he and I went out for, he and I and our friend Nas, uh, his name is James, by the way. He would be mad at me if I didn't drop his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait a minute. Is he the one who helped you lose your virginity? Yes, that's James. Okay, I was downloading because I'm now I'm addicted to storytelling because I was just in the body storytelling show. Oh, right. And, yeah, Which I hear went swimmingly. It was so much fun and everyone was laughing and enjoying the fact that I almost died. Um, <laughs> but uh, the full story will be released on the body uh, storytelling podcast when that starts in a few months. Um, but the... Uh, if you go to the Sex Nerd Sandra uh, YouTube page, you can watch part of the story. Um, but I was downloading storytelling podcasts. And I downloaded some from Risk, and you ended up being one of the stories on the Risk podcast. Uh huh. And I, I, it was so you great. Didn't know that? No, or you'd mentioned it, but it was just like out of the blue. I'd randomly just picked the oh, title. Oh, I see what you mean. You and just I'm, like pulled episodes out yeah, and I was on there. And oh, I'm that's playing great. podcasts and suddenly it's like, in the, and the guy <laughs> and uh, uh, Kevin Allison. Yeah. He's like, I love voices. And here comes Dave Ross. He was really, really sweet. Uh, yeah. He was really, really nice to me. So, so I feel like our trip to New York and Vassar. Thank you, Vassar. It was very nice hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah. All that was great. It was so fun. Um, it felt like we were in some sort of buddy movie where mm-hmm. like we were on the road and we'd get lost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and I was sick. I think we were both like sort of like randomly sick throughout it at different times. You're it was just feeling awful. Yeah. Well, I just like, 
you know, I kept going from climate to climate because I, I went from I flew from L.A. to New Orleans and then I drove from New Orleans to Austin the next day. I was in Austin for five days and then we and then I flew to New York and met you there and it was cold as fuck. It was so, so cold. Bo- and it was like colder than cold. I've I know what cold feels like. And that was particularly bad cold in in New York City that day. And then we drove up to Poughkeepsie and I feel like it was just like a, it didn't stop at all. It just kept happening. And I didn't even have the, any time to reflect. Cold. No, they're just life. doing things. Just we just and then yeah, we, gave, we gave her all. We gave her all. We really sure. did. It didn't stop. We drove from also in the midst of this. I'm like. I'm like going crazy for a girl uh, that I that just like came into my life out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And then um, I'm like mad at a guy. Yeah. You're like <laughs> mad at a guy. And then like and then like maybe into another guy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then like we go on this whole like story. It was like some sort. Of, and then I pull up. It's the end of our journey together. And I pull up after all of New York City and Vassar and back to New York City and I pull up to Penn Station so that you can get out and run to a train that's going to leave in 15 minutes to get to the girl. Yeah, yeah. And please tell me that right as I got out of the car and went down into Penn Station, your guy walked up and straight into your car. Dude, no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> but this is how it happened. You get out at Penn Station. Uh-huh. I drive, and I know that he's texting me that he's on some corner. I drive 30 feet. He's standing right there. That's so He gets weird. in my car, and I'm like, wow. And suddenly the episode changed, and now my life is in a different TV show because he's like in the car, and he's – and I'm like, oh, man, this is so weird because Dave Ross just got out 30 feet ago. And he's like, I have been wanting to meet Dave Ross for so long. What? And really? Yeah. Well, because he was um, he was on the virginity episode and the Big Big Love episode. And he's listened to the podcast a bunch. So he. he- oh, he was on two of the big episodes. The two huge episodes that I was not on. Yeah, right. Yeah. From my like conference days. Ah, so crazy. And so it was just really funny. I was like, oh, man, if I had known, we could have. Yeah. But we were exhausted. I think that we should fill people in on some stuff. We just like threw a lot of information (laughs) in this microphone. Basically, what happened is that. I mean, the sum, the summary of my trip goes like this. I went to Austin uh, with interest in a girl. Oh, you're breaking it down for everyone. Yeah. And I might as well, you know, I think that – and then I got there and uh, everything went nice with her, but it's – you know, it didn't work out. It's not going to mm-hmm. work out and that's fine. Uh, and uh, and then like huge surprise in New York, uh, an old friend of mine who I hadn't, literally hadn't seen in 12 years since college who I just very, very sparsely kept in contact with mm-hmm. um, came to my show. And I'm going to be a little vague about this simply because – I don't know how comfortable she is with me talking about all of this or how – because she listens to the show. Um, mm-hmm. Hey there. And, <laughs> How's it going? Hi. Hello. I like <laughs> you. I like you a lot. Um, uh, uh, I don't know how into – whatever. I, I We don't really – neither of us really know what the hell is going on, though we do know that it's good. She came to my show and then we hung out the next day and I thought about her a lot and, and, and uh, then I made sure that we hung out that night and we spent the night together. Um and uh, and then the next day, like she and I got up and went to get breakfast mm-hmm. and uh, I kissed her goodbye. And I was like, well, I'll see you soon, I guess. God damn it. This sucks. And then I left. Because there you was and I no drove up to Vassar. No, like, not at all. Like, I was going to Vassar and then we were going to drive back from Vassar and I was going to get on a plane. But I was in Vassar 
like all weekend thinking about this girl and talking to her here and there. So on the drive. Wait, 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 wait. First, at in the Vassar cafeteria, you and I had many conversations about love <laughs> and about philosophies of, of the meaning of of feelings. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> there was a lot of processing, and then there was me. Uh, there was a, a, a comic, a, a really funny kid, seventeen year old kid, was a, a comic on the show, which was the last thing I did at Vassar. Um, I was in, so I was in like the faculty lounge with this kid. His name is Ian Rubin. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to her on the phone and just like smiling ear to ear and mm-hmm. just like giggling like a moron. And he's just like staring at me the whole time, uh, which Punk? is, by the way, what people do at Vassar. <laughs> I sort of learned just like lots of eye contact. I was like, holy crap. I mean, I like human contact, but man, it was a lot. Uh, kids, college <laughs> there kids, was a I lot guess. Of staring. Yeah. Um, but uh, I get off the phone with her, and he literally says, now I got to call my girl my mom. That <laughs> 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 was a funny weekend. That's- Really funny. So yeah, we left early. We left like to go back down to New York Saturday night. Right, because we're all like. Well, got- you wanted to go hang out with your friend, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was only there briefly. Yeah, because we hadn't seen each other in so long. But uh, but your story is. So I called her to see if she like. I was like, I had a plane that was leaving, and I was like, I, I have to hang out with this girl more. I can't not. I don't know. I don't even know what this what this is at all. But I do know that I should hang out with her more before I go back to the West Coast. That it's would the be call of the heart. Would be so, <laughs> you're making it so dramatic. <laughs> um, so I called her, and she was like, Yeah, 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 for sure. But she lived in Philly, so I bought a train ticket to Philly, and you dropped me off at Penn Station. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. No, uh, okay, one, I haven't announced it yet, but I have a wonderful uh, New York City intern named Sonia who has been sending me uh, science articles that I am going to start uh, announcing because I realized, you know what, guys, I need help in terms of your eyes on sexuality, uh, cool things going on in the world, TV shows and whatnot where there are sex scenes. And one thing I needed is somebody to help screen and find cool uh, sex science articles. So so thank you, Sonia, for rocking that out. Um, also, thanks to Rachel Berkey for um, helping me scout out the NYC location and just helping me get that all wrapped up because she was amazing and getting thank me... You. Uh, equipment and, and everything like I really couldn't have thank done you, it alone. like she was kick ass thank you um, and Rachel. again thank you <laughs> thank you to Jenny for coming out and recording everything uh, that was such a neat I mean she interviewed me for a documentary um, oh yeah the Sunday night oh look at you <laughs> <laughs> She interviewed me for a documentary on sexual health and stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun, actually. The oh god, Dave, I wish you were there. We were having so much fun at the the whiskey ward on that Sunday night. Oh yeah, like just there was so much booze happening, and and it was so cute. Just everybody being adorable, and then people realizing that John from the two episodes was there. And so he became like the new the, the new you for just that moment of like, where's Dave? Oh, Dave's not here. You were in an episode. It was so cute. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, like people definitely missed you. They're like, oh, oh, that's well. sweet. I'm like, nope, just me, just <laughs> me hanging out. Um, then that was a lot of fun. Uh, where are we? Where are we? What's going on? I don't even know. Uh, we're talking about New York. I. Uh... Yeah, oh, you're thanking people. I mean, I thank everybody at Vassar. That was fun. That was great. Non-con is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, just like good crowds. 
really nice people. It's also interesting. I had a really sweet conversation with a girl who was trying to decide whether or not to lose her virginity. Whoa. Yeah. The thing is, though, that I, I did that I didn't say to her was that I don't know. I don't like telling people when they should do anything, but I also sort of think that virginity is something that is really, really built up mm-hmm. in one way or another. It's either built up for people in the sense that they think they have to have it or that means something negative about them. Like mm-hmm. like high school can teach you if you are around certain people that not losing your virginity means that there's something wrong with you and that's wrong. Right. But and- then also I think on the other side – if you hang out with certain people, you can be taught that virginity is something way more precious than it actually is. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Now we're on like, you know, we're we've had a lot of sex, even me. Yeah. Separately. Yeah. <laughs> and-, and zero together. <laughs> uh, have people asked you? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like- I'm like, and what's funny is that there's nothing I can say. To make them believe that I don't have the desire to. Or, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, not in an insulting way. You're a hot girl. But I'm not like, like, no, we're friends. They'll be like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> like, no, but we really are only friends. Yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I like that, that, yeah, okay, went like off the charts on the audio. Did it? No, no that was okay. okay. But I was like, that's a really intense. Start a podcast uh, called, a, yeah, okay. That's a lot of disbelief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I redlined on the on the misunderstanding on that one. Um, no, I figured we'd hook up at some point, you know, <laughs> but it just you now I was like, it just the time passed, you know, and then we were sure. just like friends and shit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think that I'm. There's something about the way I act. Actually, I know for a fact there's something about the way I act that doesn't put that vibe out there, or maybe like I just. I am made so uncomfortable by the possibility of seeming creepy that I don't, that I, 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 I don't like go for it on the off chance. You know what I mean? I'm sure in the beginning it was like, there was a chance that we would hook up. Um, but I, you know, like I used to live with this girl in Fresno. I lived with her for like five months and she was gorgeous. I also, she was so hot and I would think about like, man, it'd be cool to hook up with her. Um, and then we just didn't. I just never put it out there. And she got a boyfriend, and, and she married that boyfriend. I have a question. Wait, hold on. Oh. But then the last time I was in Fresno, huh. uh, I saw her, and she was wasted. And she was like, hey, how can we never hooked up? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Fucking, it's your fault. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Okay, so that's interesting to me. Because here's the question for you. Because there, there are definitely guys who always play defense, never offense, on these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Is if I had ever made a move on you, would you have been like, oh, hell no? Or would you have been like, cool? I don't know, actually. I don't – actually, you know what? I think I probably would have been like, we pro- we shouldn't. And there, I'll, I know what the reason is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you – actually, yeah. This is probably the main reason you and I never hooked up. When you originally messaged me to ask me to meet you to talk about coming on the show mm-hmm. to maybe co-host it once or twice, when we met at that weird cafe. I, mean, I was and, like, this isn't a date. I just want to talk about this. Yeah. Thing. Well, it was because <laughs> you had like 
I was in the midst of getting a lot of attention from like I had gotten attention from like three or four holy fuck fans in a row, mm-hmm. and I was dating really heavily, and you were quite obviously cute. So mm-hmm. you messaged me, and uh, and you were like, "Hey, I really liked your set. I'd love to talk about this thing." And my response was kind of like, uh, "Like, yeah, sure, let's meet, whatever." You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Yeah, see what happens," you know. And so in my head, it was like maybe this is the work thing or maybe we'll hook up. Who knows? And you wrote me back. <laughs> this is platonic. This is about work. I, it was like very, you, you, I was so shy. And so like, not, I never really, I don't, I was still learning how to like make friends at that point. Sure. Well, but you would also, I think read the, like me being like, Hey, maybe in the message and been like, no, this is business. This is about a show. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Okay, got it. Put that in my head. That's what that is. And uh, so when someone goes there in my head, it's like it's really hard to change that. <laughs> uh, and it's also good to keep a work relationship non-sexual. It just no, is. No, I mean, clearly that's a bad idea, generally speaking. I mean, people do like email uh-huh. and, and like ask about like work-related romance and things. But no, it's just funny. But yeah, in the beginning, it definitely... I don't more. I was more self conscious oh, really? about randomly messaging some comedian dude. Like, yeah, you don't know what I'm about. I could be in some fucking weird shit. You know I hadn't I mean? even talked to you at the comedy <laughs> right. thing when we like met briefly at all, so I knew nothing about you. Yeah, and comedians um, are monsters. I'm they monster. are. They are monsters. They are scary. They hide under your bed. They don't hide under your bed, but they are monsters, um, I, including me. I can't stress that enough. So I feel like we should tell the naughty monkeys. Sure. I'm getting all nervous. Yeah, I feel it's really like, weird. I know. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm leaving the show. This is my last episode. Oh, you said it. Podcast. Yeah. He was touching his heart when he said it, too. Yeah, I know. Well, my heart's beating very fast. Yeah. Um, friends, um, Dave, my podcast husband, and I are going through a divorce. Oh, man. I might cry, Sandra. <sighs> I didn't even know that you cared. Like, you seemed so serious and whatever about it. Oh, man. You know, (laughs) that is that is one of one of many times that you've said something like that to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you cared. You also said to me a couple times, maybe even on the show. I didn't even know that we were friends. And like, it's funny. Like, I don't know how I acted to make you think that, but it hurts. I, I obviously care. And well, no, in I mean, my mind, I, we were always friends. I assume that you care, but I think cause I was like, we've Dave and I look kids. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I talked about this a little bit ago mm-hmm. and, and we've been recording episodes and, and stuff for, for a little bit. Um, but it definitely, like I've gone through a little bit of a grieving process of like letting go slowly um, and it was like shocking for a while. Like, Oh my God, like Dave and I, Dave's not gonna be my coast anymore. Yeah. I mean, me too. This is like a huge part of my life and has been for going on two years now, you know, yeah. uh, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, um, same here. Definitely a grieving process that has been months long mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, well, I was thinking about it for a little bit before we talked, whenever that was, which I guess was like a month and a half ago or something, month ago. Something like that. It was like around the new year where we talked about it. Yeah, I don't so remember the exact two date. two months, I don't know. I don't remember our divorce date. Um, yeah. 
when when I served you papers. Um, <laughs> well, I felt like it was mutual. Like I didn't realize that that would be the conversation going in, but I think we both had things in our mind. But I didn't realize that you'd been thinking about it. Yeah. Well, that conversation was interesting. It was like I had been thinking for a little while that I – well, the thing is that I love the show and I love – what I get to contribute to it. And I especially love all the listeners and fans and people I talk to and have met, but I, but sex isn't my thing. Like it, I mean, I like mm. to do it, you know, but it's, he does. We've heard. Uh, yeah. I say it all the time. Uh, just checking in guys still like sex. See you later. Uh, and I especially like the, the openness, uh, uh like the, yeah, the openness on the show and how open I get to be because it's really the only forum I have and have had that that I get to be that open without you know it it needing to be um, funny. Funny, yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was like, it's funny comes. It's the vulnerability that's really important for a show like. Yeah, this. totally. Yeah. Well, and and it and stand up is the reverse, except the vulnerability makes it is really what makes something unique. Uh, mm -hmm. well, it's one thing that can make you really unique. And so actually, you know, it's a goal of mine to, I'm just, the thing is that I'm just not, uh, a comedian, a well-trained enough comedian to be that completely. I, I can't be Louis CK yet. I just don't mm -hmm. have the chops yet. And I, I am really working hard to be completely vulnerable and hilarious at the same time. Oh man. Hopefully is that, I will get there at some point. Is that the secret? The secret? No, it's what I want, though. I want to be, you know, weak and vulnerable and afraid on stage, but still strong and confident and mm -hmm. very funny. And that's what I'm shooting for. So we'll see, you know. Hmm. And so that I always loved about the show. But it, but there was for a little while it had been like the content. I just, you know, I can't I just my interest level just isn't there. And uh yeah, you'd zone out sometimes. I could see. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like I mean that probably, you know, hurts some people's feelings who who are listening. And I'm sorry if that's the case, but I I just can't. At a certain point, I just if I'm being honest, I I don't want to talk about sex this much. <laughs> I just don't. And I, or maybe not. I mean, and also maybe a different type of talking about sex, like yeah, and then yeah, this happened, and yeah. Yes. Well, mm. I mean, I'll never be that guy. It's like, <laughs> Like, yeah, man. And then I fucked her in her mouth or whatever. <laughs> I don't know who says that. <laughs> you do right now. Apparently. Yeah, bro. Fucking. Oh, and then I poured nacho cheese on them titties. <laughs> I don't know that the guy. The ending slogan of Dave Ross. <laughs> I poured nacho cheese on them titties. Oh, I hate that word. It's like the most American sentence ever. I poured nacho cheese on them titties. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. Like, no, I don't. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. Also, just our schedules. Like we've both been really busy, so it's been hard to schedule episodes where we both can make it. Totally. Well, I mean, there was always that. Well, and I think on your side, I, well, I don't remember what you were saying, but I think like I think just our approach to discussing these things was getting really divergent. Like you, I like storytelling, and you are a teacher. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think the the discussion started with you asking me if I would do less on the show, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, I like to crack jokes or I don't really know what it was that you wanted. Well, I think the year and a half of us, because, um, you know, I'm more of the planner, producer person of the show and like the trying to like 
because it's it's a it's a delicate balance of like focusing on a topic, interviewing, sharing stories, stay getting back to the topic at hand, you know, uh, disseminating information. Like it's so many things, and then sometimes it would get more story focused. Yeah, so that's what I love. And, yeah, and it would kind of go off in this journey, which is fun, but it's also like I wanted a tighter walk, a tighter road. With sure. Um, well, I mean that. Well, and that just you know. Yeah, I mean that just goes back to me not. I don't know. I uh, to me not being totally interested. And I will actually. I we should talk about this. Actually, oh. I would love to talk to you about this. Since oh, you're just pointing at my face. Uh, I'm sorry for pointing at your face. Um, and before I say this, I should say I'm going to be back, right? Like as a guest yeah. sometimes. I mean, and not- I should probably say, like in terms of the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast, uh, really exciting things are in the works. I mean, I'm still. I'm gathering a a roster a of awesome pe- <laughs> the fellowship of the podcast, <laughs> um, and it's I'm excited about upcoming. I'm gonna have one on one episodes, and I'm going to have roundtables, and I'm gonna have celebrities, I'm gonna have experts. Like it's an exciting future. It's just and yeah, like I well, that was another reason why like you didn't put any pressure on me to to leave, and I don't. I don't know. I honestly feel like this was mostly me. You brought it up, but I think that this was mostly me. <laughs> like, cause I, I think I pushed for it and it, and it was because of that stuff. Like you've got, I don't know, you might be making video content soon. You're talking to different people about that. You've got a lot lined up. You're talking about going on tour. And I thought I had to pull the trigger before all that big stuff happened because I didn't want to leave in the middle of mm-hmm. you doing a shitload of work mm-hmm. and just be like, see you later. Have fun doing all the stuff I was supposed to do. You know? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I it was it was a very mature conversation. That's an interesting thing about breakups is they can be so messy, but they can also be wonderfully just understanding and mutual. And it was it was a good conversation. Yeah, and we've had yeah. like subsequent conversations since, still processing. You know, like it very much has been a little bit like a breakup. There was the initial thing, and then a slow process, and then we had our little car drive and like kind of. You know, cementing a friendship past the point of uh, co-hostness. <laughs> it was kind of an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, the whole trip was really fun. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun getting lost. You fucking locked the keys. Oh, stop trunk. it. <laughs> that was so terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> you were on the phone having a good a time the entire oh, time. Oh, I was having a great time. <laughs> Three that hours really of misery. Terrible. I was just talking <laughs> to the lady. Yeah, I was... Stoked to do that. <laughs> I'm there, like, calling AAA, calling the car rental place, calling a fucking Chrysler dealership. It was, like, a Chrysler Cruise, I believe. And they've designed the car so that... It's a Chevy. It was a Chevy Cruise. Yes. I'm just saying that because the car's a piece of shit, and I don't mind saying that. Fuck you, Chevy. And there was... And that nobody knew... If you could get into the trunk from the body of the car, and so there was all we these, really don't need to bore them was, with this. It's no, not I'm totally just, Sandra's fault. It got locked in the in the car, and and then we had to call five million. The different magic people. fobs, the magic uh, fobs are yeah, designed dumb, and it was just a nightmare on a day when I was supposed to be teaching a class. But it all worked out actually wonderfully, and um, Vass, the Vassar guys were totally fine. Yeah, but yeah, it was a hilarious comedy of errors a little bit. Yeah, that day. Yeah, no, that was fun. And I laughed before because you said cementing a friendship, and I just, th- I just, you know, we are already friends. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> no, well, need to cement a friendship. Yeah, but uh, also, kind of, I think for you and me, knowing that it was 
the processing for me is that the pressure of having to also play producer or have to play kind of or worry about like you know, be serious. Oh, I mom. see. Yeah, you know, we just got to hang out. Like I'm very much like I've had to be serious, mom. Where you, you've got to be. More is that like, what you? I actually don't like, really know what your reason for wanting to be alone on the show. I never really gathered totally what like what's. I mean, I, I don't want to be alone on the show. Like, I love having people. No, but you know what I mean. Well, no, I th- wait. I'm, what's the question? You were, you were saying that you you usually have to be serious, mom, on the show, and I was. I guess what I was asking is that the reason why you wanted to uh, have a co-host less? Because the thing is, like, that conversation oh, didn't see. go that far because I was like, yeah, I, you didn't even really totally bring it up, and I was like. I think you're talking about this, and I've been thinking about this. Yeah, and I was like, uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, for me, it was mainly the stress of having to coordinate schedules. The coordinating, being oh, the coordinator yeah. was what was stressing me out a lot. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the other big thing for me, is that I, like, women, my sketch group is really picking up. It is taking up a lot of my time now, mm-hmm. and I've still got stand-up and the other things. And so, yeah, yeah. No, which is fine. It just, that was mainly the stress. I mean, in terms of playing, being what I mean, serious mom and fun dad, I mainly mean that I'm thinking about behind the scenes stuff, like watching time and oh, watching sure. the folk, you know, like I, I'm kind of playing my own producer and the host at the same time. Whereas you more are like, I, I invite you on as sort of just being someone to play off of. I mean, now we're also just talking about like structure and format things and right. That, you know, I mean, Lifting I'm sure people, hood, right, just a little bit. pulling back the curtain, the but it's kind of fun to do that once in a while. Sure. You know, just if it's a clit, don't lift the hood, play with the hood. <laughs> um, but, uh, I would say for me in terms of like our dynamic, uh, if, if you consider us like any, uh, entertainment team, like I'm the straight man often and you're the funny guy, like, sure. you know, like and the Laurel and Hardy of it. And, and it will be interesting to see my dynamic change as I have a different group of people. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to have like a rotating cast of regulars that you bring on the show? Or are you going to, because I would be interested to hear like a series of like one-on-ones. Um, I definitely have one-on-ones planned. Mainly I want to have better structure. Like I had sworn at the beginning of the year that I'd have like a just the tip segment and have different segments, like a news segment. And, and just through the craziness of this first few months, I've had to let that go a little bit. And so I think having a better format so that no matter who I have, I can still do that format. But then also um, so that I can have experts at the table or I can have people telling me, you know, like I love talking to couples about their story of how they got together and, you know, right. what went on with that or people who've lost their virginity or uh, a celebrity in their secret sex life or just different things. But I still want to have uh, a through line that people can hold on to. I mean, it's just it's but then it's going to evolve and I'm, I'm going to play with things. I mean, that's how this entire podcast has been is me playing. Sure. And you came on as we had fun playing together. Sure. And I was like, let's keep playing, you know. <laughs> And now we're going to play separately. Yeah, but that's fine. I will, uh, I will certainly be back. I, I still love the show and I think I, I have, you know, a lot of insight still. I also, yeah, you still have insight, Dave. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, you know what I mean? I have a lot yeah. of feelings is what I meant to say. <laughs> I'll still be that person who has a fuck ton of feelings. Also. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you'll go on tour at some point. Maybe I'll go on tour with you. You never know. You never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. You never know. Um, 
And, uh, and I, I also, the other thing for me is like, I don't really know. I don't know what the hell is going on with me at all. This year is always March and there's so everything is going to be different so soon. I am like, so many things are changing. There is something's going to happen with Holy fuck my stand up show. Um, and I don't know exactly what that is, but it's, uh, but it's going to, you know, it's, I can't be running a show. I just can't be running a show. I'm not a producer. Dave is very busy and it's amazing to see. I mean, I'm, oh, now I've been busy too. It's been weird because usually you're the person who like can never email back because whatever. And now I've been not being able to email you back, but yeah, you're crazy busy. So of course. Yeah. Well, it's busy, but it's also like that stuff's changing. Like I, whatever happens with the Holy fuck, I'm not going to really be involved with it anymore Mm -hmm. because I just, I'm not a producer. I don't want to be a producer. I don't want to follow that. That's not my path. I want to be a comedian and my focus needs to go back to creating content. Uh, and I love that show. It's the greatest, but something's going to happen. Same with my storytelling show, Two Headed Beast. That's Jake and I have talked about it. And that's we're going to do something with it, but we don't want to run shows. And then I have this girl on the <laughs> East Coast that I want to be around so badly. And I, I, you know, like I'm trying to keep a good attitude about that because we, I care about her so deeply already, but also we still really need to get to know each other. Right. So there's that whole thing. And, uh, uh, and man, I just, I just left my management company. I, I don't oh, know. Did you? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm leaving the show and are you getting a new manager? Be, yeah. At some point, uh, I will, I just don't, I just don't know what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know how I started down talking about that. No, it's, but, uh, it's a year of transitions. I mean, yeah. some crazy stuff's gone on in, in my life at the beginning of this year. I'm still processing it. Like, I don't, I'm not ready to like, just, you know, tell everyone about it, sure. but it's definitely like a lot of opportunities and uh, a lot of personal growth, like doing the storytelling show and doing the New York trip was actually kind of a, a lot of epiphanies about where I want to go with, with what I want to do. And like building confidence and experience going, Oh, I like this. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about too. Realizing, Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I know why I started talking about that. Hand gesture. What? uh, I I know. I keep pointing at you. I'm sorry. It's okay. So close. All this change. And I also know that I would like to have my own show at some point. I love Mm -hmm. podcasting Mm -hmm. and I, and one of the reasons I love this show so much and I stayed here for so long is because I love talking about human psychology and what makes people afraid and and uh, have difficulties socially and just anxious and insecure. And I would at some point like to have a discussion show that's like me talking to one other person about insecurities and fear and stuff. But I also – man, maybe I just like – I be a stand-up comic for a while. I don't know, Sandra. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so many things. Uh, it's it's a huge time of change. Yeah. Right. It's, it's- um. Oh, okay. Since I would like to talk to you about something, since this is my last <laughs> episode, is that okay? Uh, Do you I, want to bring something up? Oh, there's. I, I wrote down podcast husband, so I said that phrase. You did say so that. Oh, really. So you feel validated 
in that regard. And I, I, went, I went through our list of reasons why we, we've gone through the list of reasons why. Busy we're schedule, up. dildos. Why'd you write dildos? It's ca- uh, careers dividing. Career dividing, not career dildo. Okay. Yeah, I career thought it dildo. Said career dildo. This, is my, this is my career dildo. It's an award that I received. It's like a weird name you had for me. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel really, I, there's so much, I don't know. This is a crazy episode for me because uh, I know there's something that you want to talk about. Um, so you talk about that and then I have something on my mind. Well, yeah, I've just been brain dumping. Really, I just so am sad and I feel compelled to tell uh, everyone who listens, who, uh, you know, who cares. Uh, I, mean, uh, I think, what, I mean, generally people are going to care. Well, that's what I mean. Except for that one guy, you. There will be a guy or two. There's <laughs> a guy or two that's like, yeah, fuck yeah. I fucking hate that guy. And that's fine. Uh, they can have their little party. Um Everyone else is who I'm talking to. I, I want to give a reason because I'm going to miss the show. And I you know, want people to know that I'm not just like leaving. Mm-hmm. No reason. Um, now, why did daddy leave us? <laughs> right? um, I still love your mother very much. I know. That's totally what I'm doing right now. I am totally uh, telling the kids that I'm going to see them on weekends. <laughs> it's like exactly what I'm saying. It's Don't so worry. Weird. I'm going to be back sometimes. Maybe I'll go on tour. That's when I take them on vacation for a week. <laughs> and the weird um, thing is that like the day that we had, you and I had uh, that talk, I went, um, like, you know, I went out to whatever I was going to do that evening. And like, I kind of just crawled on top of the person that I was, uh, seeing at that time and just sort of cuddled up to them. And I was like, I feel weird. Oh, Dave and I, <laughs> like we just, I just, and they're like, wow, that's really dramatic for you. Isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't oh, understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's yeah. terrible. I had, I had a few cuddle sessions of like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been, it's been weird, but at the same time, like, I think we've been great about, keeping in contact and, and having our talks. Oh, and, yeah. You know, because I'd like to say, I mean, there were some negative feelings that we talked about and then there were positives and there was a lot of love and there was like, you know, a lot of adulty things, lots of furrowed eyebrows. And, sure. Well, we really didn't need to bring up the fact that there were negative feelings. Oh, That's like I, a given in a work relationship. Right. But what I'm saying is, I guess in terms of being adults, it's it was that we didn't, that we were really authentic in in good at communicating our mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. Like, well, know, like, I actually don't know if I think that's totally true. I think that that's true now, but I think that, uh, you and I were not that great at communicating our feelings throughout working together. Hmm. And I okay, think well, that just recently, because we are hmm. getting divorced, this is also looking is, under the hood. This is very much, it I'm, really, this really is like, a, and like I would a, actually say, yeah, it totally is. And I would actually say that, um, that, I I, uh, I have a criticism of myself and a criticism of you on that regard. Oh uh, man! In front mind? of the kids. In front, in front of the Dave, kids. Dave, in front of the kids. And it's you just said something. You just said that you you cuddled up. You had to have a cuddle session with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know until today that you were sad that I was leaving. I had no idea. And so, I guess what I would say is. I think that that's happened a lot. I also am kind of oblivious. Like I'm mm-hmm. kind of my, I'm kind of like an idiot when it comes to perceiving things. I'm like, 
hyper perceptive about certain things, but then other things, just a lot of things fly by me. I'm a space case. I'm in my head mm-hmm. a lot. So that's me. I need to be more perceptive of other people's feelings and pay attention better. But I think that you should fucking tell people when you're sad about things that have to do with them. Well, I mean, you and I went our separate ways and we were processing separately. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I wasn't aware that you were feeling like specifically sad about it. So it was like, oh, you feel sad too. Okay. We're both sad. Yeah. But I didn't know that you were like really bummed, you know, like you had to go have a cuddle party with someone to feel better. You know? Well, I mean, like the cuddle party was going to happen, but the, <laughs> the cuddle well, party that. turned uh, into like, you know, sure, sure. I, I do have, uh, you know, puppy dog like tendencies of like, <laughs> <laughs> she is. Uh, she is uh, puppy dogging up to my shoulder right now, <laughs> nuzzling, trying to hide her face in the bed. We're not in bed. <laughs> We're sitting on a futon. That's uh, weird. That was a weird moment. Yeah, she's hiding in the bed. We're in bed. <laughs> this whole time we've been lying. The whole we're every naked. episode we're naked having sex. <laughs> we have sex the whole episode. You know, it's really hard to Makes keep your really penis inside me. I know the whole time. It's really hard. And when I laugh, hard? like pushes uh-huh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. Hard. Uh-huh. I'm really mad that you get to keep the uh, uh, knit sperm. Why? I'm not <laughs> no, I know, I know, no, I know, Didn't and it's you, awesome. You have a vagina. Yes, I do. I'm just greedy about uh, geeky you sex want, for yeah. paraphernalia. That's sure. all. But I love that you have been like you have such a wonderful like trophy from you know like that somebody oh, said great. that. No, I know it's great. I uh, I wish I had a T-shirt from. You the still show. have my dildos. I do still have your dildos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I need to tweet that at you. Just like Dave, give me my dildos back. I actually can't give you your dildos back now. Not until after March fifteenth. <laughs> Why? I need them for a live show that I'm doing on March fifteenth. Okay. A live sex show. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, just, we, we have dildos in a sketch, and I could give them wait, back to you. But are I, they on stage at Nerdmelt? Uh, no. Where? In San Francisco. Okay. Do yourself a favor, because they are incredibly toxic dildos, wash them before you use them on stage or else the entire theater will smell bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just double checking. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Those are They're made pool. out of butthole. <laughs> toxic, toxic butthole. Um, oh. Wait, uh, so your criticisms? Oh, uh, and just telling, expressing feelings. Yeah. No, I think that that's... I know that, that you, I mean, I don't mean to put you on the defensive, but I think that like, I think that, I'm not, I, I don't think that you're, you're, uh, you've been as open with me as you could have. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the friend thing. Like every, like out of nowhere, you'd be like, ah, we're not friends. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I think <laughs> also, I think our definitions of friendship and about what friendship means mm-hmm. and, and just like languages of love, like. You haven't invited me like out to things really or mm-hmm. want like made time to hang out outside of the podcast. Like things that like initiate to me interest in developing a relationship outside of a working relationship. Sure. Those never happened. Right. Well, but I've also told you on numerous occasions that I don't have that relationship with anybody. Exactly. That was later. And I understand that. But still, for a long time, that that sort of... And that would have been solved had you brought it up to me. And then I would have told you, well, I don't have... I always work. I'm only working. And uh, 
And that's, I mean, I, there was a point where I start, where I was starting projects so I could see my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because that, because that was the one thing that made me hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got a little bit better. Actually, it got a lot better in 2012 because at the beginning of 2012, I decided that I didn't have to do 20 open mics a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my point to you, the point would be is that I, if someone's not, I mean, maybe it's just my nature, but if someone doesn't seem interested in developing a friendship in the, in the, in the language that I, I see. And, and for me, it's about quality time, sharing intimacy sure. uh, off a microphone generally. No, that's totally um, valid. Yeah. I mean, we've had some great talks and we definitely were there for each other through some hard times. Well, know? I suppose maybe I took that har- more harshly then. Cause I just, I mean, so I guess you're saying that it didn't bother you that we weren't friends. No, it didn't. Uh, it didn't. Bo- it was that like I. But saying, but saying to someone that you see on a weekly basis that you're not friends, I, that hurt my feelings. It legitimately did. I like you said you've said it to me twice, and it like hurt my feelings a lot both times. And because uh, I just thought we were, you know, and because I guess my criteria for friendships in my life are are a little modified because I mm. don't. You know, I don't have the ability to seek out quality right. time with people. You know what? It's interesting in terms of, I mean, because I've mentioned like languages of love and like affection, like that you have given me uh, like Christmas gifts mm-hmm. both years. And that was really interesting and kind of out of the blue. And I was like, wow, he does care. And like you wrote a really nice card. And so like, so I didn't know that you cared. And then you, you did that. And I was like, oh, he does. Like that, that's when it became apparent, like, huh interesting that's like heartwarming but it was interesting to kind of that that was the signal to me that sure there's a deeper level to the dave ross in terms of where i am in his life right and it's so it's so funny that we have a non-sexual working relationship and yet these are still the steps and like sort of the processes people go through gauging interest yeah it's just the thing about if it were sexual we would have talked about this stuff a long time ago you know what I mean? Because like sex and like romantic feelings force you to have this talk because you care about the other person's or maybe it's just more socially acceptable to talk to someone that you're engaged with romantically or sexually about their feelings for you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've never had a co-host like I've never had like you and I have a very It's a very unique I've relationship. I've never had yeah. this sort of yeah, partnership. Yeah, Totally. Is there a book for that? Like, <laughs> well, if someone wrote it, it is not selling well. <laughs> that is a very specific demographic you're appealing to. Though in the podcasting age, maybe someone should write that. And I'll bet you that that um, there will be people that study that type of uh, interpersonal psychology. It's true, actually. Now that you because there's a lot of it's stuff, so much easier to multiple hosts, yeah, tech people. All the behind the scenes work is interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a lot of research on work relationships. Come to think of it, this specific kind, I don't know, but yeah. But like, see, but there's teams, teams, but it's who, also like, create something together, you know. But the the showmanship and the entertainment aspect, because then you have your on camera or on mic personality, and sort of presenting yourself to an audience, and then there's the behind. So it's it's also sort of a Front of house, back of house type thing. So it's not just like, oh, we work in a office together. It's you're presenting to the world and then, you know, and, it's, and still working on, I don't, 
I don't have words. That right. I know. I know that, what you mean. That thing. The yeah. Um, there is something that I want to bring up before I leave, and there's no way that this can be totally talked out mm-hmm. on the show. And who knows? Maybe you'll just end up using this discussion later. Mm-hmm. But I would feel remiss if I didn't bring it up before I left. And it, I want to talk about sex positivity because I have a problem with sex positivity that okay. I have not brought up on the show Whoa. because I didn't think it was my place. I didn't want to challenge, you know, the core of the show. I didn't think it was fair, but I do want to bring up there's actually, I'm going to say another thing briefly at the beginning. There's another thing that bothers me about the sex world and the sex community. And, and I, this is more of me imploring people who are involved in sex education. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, it's just, it seems to me that if you get into the sex positivity community or sex educators or whatever, it's just like anything else where it can get, it can get, um, what's insular. And I am like, I have been for the past almost two years involved in this community, but mm-hmm. also removed completely from it in my life. And so I yeah, brought you in from the outside yeah, the bubble. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so every now and then I step into this bubble mm-hmm. and for the most part, it's been great. And I met a lot of great people, but there have also been some moments where I've been talked down to and I really don't like it. And it mm-hmm. is infuriated me to the point where I have almost exploded at a couple people mm-hmm. and I've never actually expressed it because mm-hmm. I just don't want to be a negative person. Okay. So um, that's okay. I, I see that. Uh, but so that's no, that, that's just one thing. Okay. That's not what I wanted to say. Well, I mean, like, but I will say that I, can I, I say would something to that. Sure. I would say that learning how to be a host and juggle multiple personalities. Um, oh, I'm not even really talking about on the show. Uh, oh, really? This isn't a fault of yours or oh, anything. Oh, I just... I just mean that there are sex educators who think they're fucking awesome because they're sex educators and they think they know everything and they don't. And uh, I've been talked down to by people who think they know more than me and maybe they do. But it's a weird thing. The, like the attitude... I know that there are assholes everywhere, but I, it's happened a little more than I would think those people are just assholes. It's the type of thing where it's like... Maybe I don't know that there's I don't want, I, can't, I can't even think of a direct example, but there's certain things in science that most of the world doesn't know about that the sex community does, and I have been talked down to because I don't know those things. Lisa, that's not appropriate. That's not okay. I agree, and and I think I've been in the room when that's happened. Now that you're saying that's not on mic, like I I do recall some things where I was like, oh my god, this person is like. And it's, it's like, what do you do when you've invited them into your studio sure. and you're trying to host a show, but at the same time you're being inappropriately an asshole to the yeah. people who invited you here. I've seen that. It's, I'm well, sorry that you had that experience. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. And not like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a grown up, you know, it's fine. Well, yeah. And had it gotten to a point where had it continued, I would have been like, you know, you can fuck yourself for the following reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, judgment and entitlement, it's really interesting to see that in this mm-hmm. community. And that takes me to the other thing that actually really bothers me about sex positivity, because that's just, you know, some people just suck. Well, uh, I mean, I, I want to speak for the community that since I am in that community, it's I also see a lot of burnout because it's an exhausting thing to do. 
and sometimes it's just a really short fuse. Oh, yeah. No, you can catch people on bad days. Yeah, but I have seen instances where I'm like, wow, this person really needs to check themselves in terms of how they're talking to someone else, just in general. But overall, we've had great guests um, who've been... We have overall had great guests. That's absolutely true. And I don't mean to shit on, you know, openness or sex or teaching people about sex, but... That brings me to what I don't like about sex positivity, and that is the absence of negativity. Mm-hmm. I think that that's r- incorrect. I think that that is not the way – that is not an accurate way to discuss things. And in my experience, at least on this show and with the people that I've met in the sex community, sex positivity turns a blind eye to certain things that are are wrong and uh, and – doesn't have an answer for certain paradoxes in openness and Mm -hmm. in feminism. So like, and what I mean is this is the first time on this whole, on this show, the whole time I've been here where I was able to bring up something negative. And the only reason I feel comfortable doing it is because I'm leaving. And, uh, and that's because, you know, you cultivate an air. It's also one of the things I love about it that like, always being nice and accepting of everything and like, let's, let's smile and let's be able to laugh at the world and stuff. But also there are things that suck. And the best example I have of that is the Jillian Lauren episode where that woman was clearly being fucking abused by the, the people who had, who put her in a harem. She was being psychologically abused by those people and possibly by the people that put her into it. And I couldn't talk to her about it. And it fucked me up. I like really didn't like it. Uh, and, uh, and, and prostitution is like, is a really weird, like paradoxical thing where sometimes it's empowering for some people, but also it's enslaving to some people. And some people are like mentally tricked into doing it. Mm-hmm. And so you can talk about how it's okay to sell your body for sex, but the other side of that conversation needs to be that it's not okay. It's actually not okay to condone that in certain situations. Like we talked about that before. I, I wish that you hadn't brought that up because I never meant to say that you can never say anything negative about sex. There are negative aspects. Um, but I do remember you expressing that you were really frustrated because you didn't feel like there was space for that. And yeah. I, I wish you had – I wish we had – talked and like worked on our communication to where you did feel like you could, cause that's part of the reason why I want your voice. Uh, not just cause it's sexy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but because that's important. Um, in the absence of negativity or of, I mean, like I was just talking to a therapist today because we're going to do a, we're finally going to do, cause I found someone who is trained in sexual trauma. So we're going to do a sexual trauma and abuse episode where we're going to talk about all that, you know? So like, cause I finally found the right guest. So like, that's going to be like hardcore, but anyway, sure. I don't mean to take away your steam, but it's just, no. sex positivity is just about being accepting of what people do desire. I you know, I know that, but that's the thing that, that I wish, and I'm not saying that I have a solution. Uh, I, like that I have another alternative because I, I try in every aspect of my life to be accepting. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about sex positivity. I don't really mean to say that I don't like it at all, but there is like a little, another thing that I have a little bit of an issue with is polyamory. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
and, and, you know, the attitude in sex positivity is like, well, whatever you're into, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you're into, that's fine. As long as it doesn't hurt other people. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a contradiction that comes in there mm-hmm. where it's like with polyamory. Okay. Um, you can say, and I was trying to talk about this in New York and it's actually fine. We didn't. Because it was amazing. That, <laughs> P.S. That the topic was monogamy and everyone's questions and everyone's. Like, they were for was, me. They were all for me. Were they for you? I, I just felt like everyone was asking about polyamory. Oh, really? And I, it was so odd. It was interesting because I was like, why are we talking about non-monogamy so much? This is about monogamy. Okay. But I guess oh, that's can- true. Well, well, you and and you are polyamorous. And so you talked about it a lot, you know? Right, but I, I wanted to make a space for monogamy. It was just hilarious to me. You feel like I everyone in the crowd, like most people were polyamorous. It felt like that. And what I meant when I said people ask me questions is that I felt like people were like, what's it like to be monogamous? <laughs> I, I was just like, are you crazy? I I thought it was really common. That's right. That was really <laughs> No, it is really common. And half the people had raised their hands when we saw, asked who's monogamous. So I found it really interesting. Yeah. Also people's, uh, uh, there was like a really weird uh, – I, I sort of want to say like a mainstream comedy moment in the crowd where like a guy had to – a guy was getting up and they were like making sort of a ruckus and we were like, are you OK? And he was like, ah, the kids are – and his wife goes, ah, monogamy. Did she say that? Yeah, and I was like, that's really weird. That's That's not what anyone would mean to imply here at all, that monogamy means – you're like unhappy or I, something. I, I could have sworn I heard her say, I'm so sorry. I didn't hear monogamy. I heard I'm so sorry. Um, she was making a joke. Right, yeah, I think but, she also said sorry, oh. but she was like, eh, laughter, eh, monogamy. <laughs> That's so funny. That so weird. P.S. That woman um, wrote me a letter. Oh, really? Um, apologizing profusely because her child had some crazy fever. A pipe had burst on the boiler. Uh, the plumber that had come had, like, flooded the first floor of their house in the middle of winter. Oh, that's what happened. Jesus. They had to drive home. And she said she cried on the way home because oh. she was looking forward to it so much. And I was touched. Oh, I mean, like, of course, take care of your business. And it was okay that you'd leave early. But it was also touched that. refund them her money or something like that. Or, like, you know, it's really sweet. I just want to, like, fly there and give them a hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, or that or, I mean, lots of things. I, I want to do lots of things right then, like yeah, yeah. make her not be crying on the way home. Yeah. But just the fact that she was looking forward to being at the show, it was just kind of my heart. No, that's, yeah, that Lots sucks. of people actually drove quite far. Yeah. So. Uh, I met uh, a guy I'd been conversing with on Twitter for a while, Jeff Kunkel and his wife. They both had driven four hours. That's right. From the middle of Pennsylvania. And then they drove home immediately after because they have kids. Uh, Wonderful people. Yeah. Well, they were sweet. Yeah. And yeah, lots of, actually lots of great people. It's, it was amazing. It was wonderful to meet all the na- naughty met, monkeys. Met a lot of people, yeah. Um, um, but in terms of uh, sex positivity, it's been a little frustrating for you, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, it, you know, not, not in an extreme sense. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get... Oh, I'm going to get some responses to this and that's fine because there's it's no way okay. that things can't be taken, uh, misconstrued. I don't mean to make it dramatic, but I do like from my perspective, it's, oh yeah, I was talking about polyamory. There's a thing in polyamory that's interesting and it's like, yes, in theory and in practice, you should 
go for what it is that you want. That's what will make you the most whole as a person. Absolutely. And if you are the type of person that feels like you need to spread love between multiple people and, and you can manage your life in that way and, and you, and that is what will be most healthy for you and most sexually fulfilling and, and mentally fulfilling, then yes, you, that's what you should do. But there's a thing in there that I can't really put my finger on how to deal with. And that is the people who just go along with that because they like you so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's awkward. Yeah. And of course it's awkward and it's, and it is technically their fault if they get hurt by this, but all, and what I'm what I mean is you're polyamorous and you say to someone, um, you're like, you're going out with someone and you like them and they like you and you're like, I'm polyamorous. I'm dating these people. Here's my deal. I'm not going to be able to be exclusive. Sorry. And they're like, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And then they get in a relationship with you and they're sad and they're sad and they're sad and they're sad and they don't stop being sad because they can't handle the fact that you're with other people, but they just love you so much. And yeah, that's on them. Is this but also after, from personal experience of talking to someone specifically, an I've email? Just, no, I've just been on either side of of a relationship that was – I've been on both sides of a relationship. I have both been told that, that I was being dated casually mm-hmm. and told someone I was dating them casually mm-hmm. uh, many times. And in a couple of those situations, either I or they – have been lying about the fact that I'm uh, being okay with it being casual. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's also about being honest about your actual feelings about the yeah. sort of situation. Well, and here's the thing is that, like I said, there, you're not being a bad person if you're polyamorous and you're being open about this uh, and saying like, and the other person stays with you. But after a little while, it's kind of shitty <laughs> if you keep dating someone who just loves you. And is not okay with what you're doing. But then it's also, okay, like polyamory in terms of a broad, it's exploded. So you have a huge group of humans who are curious about what relationship styles are like outside of monogamy. Because there's so many different relationship styles that you can explore. Sure. It's messy right now because people don't have the... There's barely any role modeling about healthy communication in any of our media. It's it's so sloppy. And yeah, but the thing is that what you're describing, the whole where one person's dating you casually while you're dating them casually and pretending like it's okay. It's also the assumption that part of that person's agreement is that they're dating you casually. One of the ways that you do polyamory is that you're just the whole poly discussion. I realize that there are different types of polyamory. And that's a... It's difficult to say that the person who's polyamorous doesn't care extraordinarily deeply. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm I'm not even saying that I know for a fact I know polyamorous people who carry on multiple deep, loving, awesome relationships mm-hmm. and it's great for everyone who's involved in it. I'm not saying that that's of course that's I do not mean to disrespect people who who ch- choose mm-hmm. that lifestyle. Okay, but thanks. I I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to defend polyamory to me, except to the extent that I don't. I, I think 
I, there are negatives to it, and I uh, I don't it it's not really talked about. It hasn't been talked about to me. It's just like everyone's like waving a polyamory flag, like it's, the, <laughs> it's a fucking amazing thing ever. And I I think that it's bastardized for some people. I think it's misused. Mm-hmm. I think some people choose it because they want to fuck around on their husband or wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I don't know what to do about that. But I do think that it's not fair to talk about polyamory as if it's the greatest thing in the world and not bring up those things. Mm-hmm. Because I know that there are – I guarantee you – actually, I have talked to people who are hurt by that discussion because they polyamory has been used against them. Uh, well, I mean we've – I mean, I know that we've talked about the negatives and the difficult and the struggles of poly. Like, we haven't just gotten crazy. Also, I mean, just for people listening, like there are polyamory-focused podcasts that are processing all these things deeply and the all the minutia. We're a like a general podcast, so we've sure. touched on it and, and we've had a few episodes. But well, I mean, we we have touched on it. We've a little bit talked about the negativity, but I don't know. I felt like I've never really felt comfortable really going into the negatives of something mm-hmm. like that. And it's part of it's because everyone around me at the show is like talking about how great these things are. And I don't want to rain on someone's parade, but I do think that in order to be sex positive you need to be fair Mm -hmm. and part of being accepting is to accept everyone's feelings Mm -hmm. and some people are gonna be fucking hurt by some of these things Mm -hmm. and uh and their feelings are not any more invalid or valid than it than someone who has a more sex positive focus than you or a view of the world you know I've had a very uh, strange and painful and beautiful experience attempting various polyamorous models myself. Yeah, I mean, that's the other reason I can't be poly- That's like the reason I can't be polyamorous. Uh, I, I was going to I said other reason. That's, that's the reason. I, I can barely emotionally handle one person mm-hmm. like myself. I, I like... Mm-hmm. I am... I constantly think everyone's going to leave me. It's like how I feel 24 hours a day. Uh, so I, it's like really difficult for me to juggle. People. You know, what's really funny about that statement. I mean, besides, I mean, you know, it's an important statement because, uh, worry about people leaving you is important. That's one thing that you had communicated to me a long while ago uh-huh. in, in the conversation about the podcast. And it was something that I respected and kept in mind and, you know, you know, just wanted to make sure that you reassured that you were part of the show and all these things. And so it's almost comical that at the end it came about by you initiating, leaving. leaving. All this time I'm like, you're wanted, you're wanted, you're wanted. Oh, Oh, you don't want me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's terrible. Oh man. I ended up getting dumped. Dave, I miss you. (laughs) But you also had a hand in it. Yeah. yeah, No, it was. <laughs> no, it's been great, and you will be. Has been great. Back. Yeah, I'll be back. Um, kids, and I'll start my own show sometime, and I'll have you on that. And life goes on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, go team fun. Yeah, go team fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a great time. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's hug it out. Yeah. That's what a hug sounds like. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I love you all. Seriously. Stay in touch. Come to my shows. Talk to me on Twitter. Please. All those things. Please. Thanks, yeah. guys. Bye. Bye.